0: Greetings, folks. Apostle Lewis here with you and want to talk about what's going on politically and why so many and even so many Christians um, don't speak out about um, sexual morality. Um, you know, in recent weeks we've had, you know, or recent years even, we've had Christians um, give the no comment, um, uh, I think God loves everybody. Um, and one of the things that um, Lauren Dangle, as a matter of fact, has done this a couple of times, and I feel sorry for her because she's either really, really ignorant and doesn't know what the scripture says, which is a shame because she's a Christian artist, and, or she's just lying and doesn't want to offend anybody. And I think that, you know, those things, and the other ones who just want to be politically correct because they want money. And that's the other thing. The deceitfulness of riches and the desire for other things chokes out the word, chokes out the promises, chokes out the very truth of God because I'm going to be conformed to this world because it's of this world is what I'm actually after. I'm after the, the things of this world. But one of the things that I think sometimes goes about it is if i sit there and say sexual immorality is fornication adultery and um homosexuality then what i have to admit is i probably had some sin in my life that i've really never dealt with or i might be participating in current sin that i don't want to ever deal with and so if i say Let's say I'm I'm a single man and I'm chasing women. And I tell someone, well, homosexuality is sin. And someone goes, well, why is it sin? And I go, the Bible. They go, but you just slept with that girl last night. And it's the same book. And to avoid that topic, and it doesn't matter just if it's sexual morality. It's the things that I'm doing that I refuse to change and um, be transformed in the renewing of my mind. I, I, I'm still living, uh, the way of the world. And I don't want you to ever have, uh, the privilege of going Yeah, but the Bible says, you know, lying is wrong. I'll, I'll tell you this instance. Um, for me, I was a heathen. I'm looking for God. This was, I was in the Navy on an aircraft carrier. I'm looking, I'm, I'm not really finding them. I don't have a Bible yet. And, uh, I remember we were taking an advancement exam. There was one guy there who was a Christian and, and he's writing answers on his hand. Literally, I'm not kidding you. And I go, what are you doing? And he said to me, the Bible doesn't say thou shalt not cheat. Literally, what he said to me. And I remember me being so turned off about that form of Christianity because... For me, look, I grew up in a Catholic church. My, I tell you this story all the time, not to degrade my father, but uh, my father had an affair. I grew up in sexual sin. I was a Catholic. I was okay being a Catholic, right? There was no, there was no real condemnation in that. And I think sometimes we're trying to find a religion that won't bring us condemnation. Now, this is what I know. What the uh, the Christians are going to say here is that there is no condemnation in Jesus. It's not what it says. And, and you're quoting the Scripture wrong. You know, if you're going to quote Scripture, it helps if we quote the whole verse of Scripture. And the Bible doesn't sit there and say there's no condemnation in Jesus. It says there's no condemnation in Jesus if you're not walking according to the flesh, and I'm going to explain that in a second, and you're walking according to the Spirit. In other words, condemnation is dealing with Um, you're no good. You're useless. It deals with your identity. You're being condemned for who you are. And no one, by the way, um, wants to, uh, be condemned for being a person. It's like you're being condemned because you're black, because you're white, because you're a female. No one likes that. Okay. It's, it's not, uh, it's those ethnicity and gender, are very sacred before God. So no one should ever be condemned for being male or female or for being white, black, and anything in between. Okay? And there is no really white and there is really no black. And so let's go with that. All right. It says this. It says, let's go back to Romans 8. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Now that word condemnation is punishment. Listen, it's punishment Or condemning sentence. In other words, if I'm in Jesus, there is no condemning punishment. What does it mean? I will not lose my salvation because I'm not flawless. Okay, now I'll I'll deal with two different, another thing about the mindset of this, but I'm not, if I sin. God's not the one condemning. Read the rest of chapter 8. He talks about this. Who's going to condemn us? The one who justified us? The one who died for us? He's not going to condemn us. So so understand that. However, it also says, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. What is he talking about? He's, you've got to read chapter 7 before chapter 8 because that's the way they're meant to. In chapter 7, he's talking about the law brought condemnation. Why? Because it always pointed out the things I was doing wrong. It, it, My value system was outwardly. Like, what am I doing outwardly? Am I screwing up? Uh, I have to do all these things. I first had 252 laws. Now I got 613 laws. And, and and by the way, even more and more was put on them. I don't, I can't do all these. I didn't say the right prayer. I didn't wash the cup the proper way. I didn't Okay, And Paul said there was condemnation there because it actually brought about sin. He said if there was a law that could have brought righteousness, surely it would have been done by this law because this law was holy and it's perfect. But it was never God's intention was not for law, not that law. His intention was for you to be in him, him transform you from the inside out, renew you back to even better than before the cross. I always say we were better than I mean before the the fall because there was always a chance of condemnation with the tree standing there, but now I'm in a place where there is no condemnation. Those who are in Christ Jesus who walk according to the Spirit and not according to the flesh. What is the flesh? Flesh is the law. If I'm constantly rating myself by good bad, now you go, a Lewis, there is good bad. Oh, absolutely, there are things that are pleasing. And not pleasing, but if I go up to a child of God, I say, "Listen, son, you know, um, I mean, look. I've had this happen to me. Hey, pastor, uh, me and my girlfriend slept together last night. We really sinned. What do we do about it? Well, you repent, and then you don't put yourself in the position again until you're married, and and you stay accountable in that. Like, don't you know? It matters. It will. Why? Because sin again to this earlier in Romans, but sin." becomes your master. It's why drug addicts begin to steal and everything because their their god, their master is addiction and they will do everything to feed the addiction. So if you allow sexual morality to be your addiction, to be the thing you want, you'll do all things to feed the addiction. It becomes your master. It begins to start being that which governs your life is what you want. But if you're in the spirit and your mind is on the things of the spirit and you're and you're about the things of the spirit, then the things of the world do grow strangely dim. See, the law of the spirit frees us up from the law of sin and death, which was the law, which was the in the garden, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil law. It was a law of sin and death. If you eat this, you die. If you don't do everything perfectly, you die. But in the kingdom, if we believe in Christ, we live. However, you go, well, Lou, why doesn't why is not all sin okay? Why, why, why does God care about sin anymore? Because sin has a way of deceiving. And you go, well, if I can't lose my salvation. No, no, I didn't say you couldn't lose it. You can get to a place where you walk away from God and do and you deny him before men. And Jesus said, I will deny you before my Father and the angels. That's really, you know, it doesn't say, I won't do that if you already believed in me. It doesn't say that. He says, if you deny me before men, I will deny you before the Father and the angels. So when you come up into the judgment, and we're all going to face the judgment seat of Christ, and you've denied Christ, he's going to look at the Father. He says this in Matthew chapter 7, verse 21, I never knew you. Depart from me, you worker of iniquity. That's the danger of it. Why? Because you got to a place through sin, it got so deceiving that sin became your master. Now, I've seen people delivered from 20 years of backsliding and sin. Then I've seen people who died without getting a chance. I'm so glad we have a chance. So I think part of our our we know if you know you're not living right, then it's hard to ever bring, make a point to someone else that they're not living right. Because you don't want that condemnation on you because we think it's condemnation to say something's wrong. That's not condemnation. Condemnation is saying you're wrong. Condemnation is saying, God, you know, you're no good. You're going right to hell. God can't redeem you. what's the goodness of God the goodness of God is yes you sin yes the penalty is death but yes God sent his son he's so good he loves you so much he sent his son to die for you the goodness of God leads it to repentance in other words when they understand that when they when they understand that God was so good to die for them when they're sinners a lot of people you know accept Christ because they want to go to heaven but they really never came to a place of repentance. They're just like, yeah, well, if you gave me a choice, heaven or hell, I'm going to choose heaven. Because, you know, what one hell do I want? But if you start telling me there's a price for both of them, and you go, well, there's no price for heaven. There is. Jesus says you have to lose your life to gain eternal life. It's a free gift because no matter your life ain't worth it. It's like I'm exchanging, you know, here's a very nice, this it's a nice pen. But let's take the. Let's take this pen. This is a pen filler. It's just a, it's just all this is, is, um, an insert for this pen. Okay. But it's just a pen. Filler. It's worth like 50 cents. And I go into Mont Blanc and I go, Hey, can I have that $1,500 fountain pen? I'll make this exchange. And they go, uh-huh, that will not be enough. Do you know how expensive this is? This pin is one of our best crafted fountain pins. You know. That's what it's like. When you give your life, which you must give, you must lay down your life for Christ. And you do that. If if it was apples to apples, Jesus, Jesus could go, what is your life for my life? I'm offering your eternal life, and this is what you brought? That's why it's a free gift. Because the exchange is not there. The value is not there. But why does Christ require that? Because to receive Christ, you have to sell out. You have to sell out in faith to him. You have to grab a hold of him. You can't sit there and, and um. you know, play around with him, you know? And I think a lot of Christians sometimes do play around with Christ and, um, I think that happens. Um, unfortunately, I, I think that Christians sometimes think it's okay to um, to do that. They don't realize they're doing it, and I, I think that's part of the issue is they might not realize the weight of what they're doing. So when you have people out there and they're in homosexuality and you go, why isn't that Christian? Why isn't Chris Pratt say to his fellow, act, fellow actors or actresses, why is it Christian actors will do a naked scene or a sex scene? Why is it they'll do that? You ever wonder that? Why, why is that okay? And you hear, well, I'm a Christian, but that's just acting. No, it's not just acting. Why is it that they're like, you know, I get all these things from Instagram. Why is there Why is there say this. Why is there on Instagram girls who think it's okay to be provocative on Instagram for money? And they'll have a cross on. Like, they ha- literally have a cross on. And I And I just obviously don't answer them. I don't follow them back and I want to go Why do you have that cross on? What does that cross mean to you? Well, I'm a Christian. Well, you understand that what you're doing isn't Christ-like at all. Well, don't judge me. I'm not judging you. Moses wrote about it. It's already judging you. Like the scriptures, that's why Jesus says, I don't judge you. There's one who judges you, Moses. Moses already written the rights and wrongs from God. And so homosexuality, I'm not judging homosexuals. I'm judging homosexuality as sin. Do I think that you should ever abuse anyone? No, absolutely not. To love my enemies. But I would not go to a, a gay wedding. You go, well, wh- why wouldn't you? Because when they applaud and everyone's applauding, and you start applauding, the Bible says that love doesn't rejoice in evil. And so I can't go to places where there's evil and rejoice in it. I can't rejoice in the evil of others. I can't do that to walk properly with God, to walk in obedience and in faith with Him. I have to guard my eyes and my heart and my mind. And I have to guard these all the time. I, I've had I had a supervisor. She was absolutely wonderful, supervisor. One of my best supervisors ever. I loved working with her, but she happened to be a lesbian. And and she knew I did not agree with her her choices. I did not agree with homosexuality. But she knew I loved her because I would pray for her every day. And I would tell her. I'm praying for you. You okay? I'm praying for you. And in 2015, she wrote me to tell me that she became a Christian. And that was, listen to me, that was nine years after I left that job. She knew I'd been praying for her and she let me know. Now, can she still be gay? No, you have to give that up. When I (laughs) look, if she could be gay, I could still have affairs. You understand the problem with that? Like, if you're willing to permit it, if you go, well, love is the answer. If they love each other, that's all that matters. It's not all that matters. It matters the way God intended. It. It's his purpose. And so um, I want you to understand that. And I think a lot of people struggle because, number one, they have stuff in their life, and and what my my answer to you in this hour, because you better get right. And that's this is Start asking God to forgive you, to cleanse you, and get back in his word and back in prayer and begin to pray and say, Lord, I just want to be like you. Look, if you just pray this, Lord, do whatever you got to do in me. I just want to be more like you. Show me your word. Let me understand your word. Let it be a seed in my heart and plant it and let it bring forth fruit. Do that. It'll work. Two, um, sometimes we don't do it because it's unpopular. Of course it's unpopular. But if you, here's what I would say to somebody. If someone asked me, hey Lou, do you think uh, homosexuality is good or bad? I go, well, it's wrong, it's sin. Well, why would you say that? I wouldn't say that. You asked me, I answered. Are you now upset because you didn't like the answer? Then you shouldn't have asked me. You knew what I believed before that. I I had someone once call me up and say, uh, pastor what is the, what is the um, what does the Bible say about sexual sin and I said oh he said to me he says what do you feel how do you feel about sex before marriage I said what does the Bible say and he said to me well you know the Bible says it's sin and I said so can I ask you a question He goes why so why are you asking me <clears throat> why are you asking me when in fact, You know the answer. Like, you know the answer. Why are you asking me? Well, you're asking me because you're hoping that if someone in authority can tell you it's okay, then you think you're off the hook. But I do not have more authority than the Word of God. I cannot change it. I cannot reinterpret it. I cannot... Uh, make it say something it doesn't say to make you feel better because it never made me feel better when i look at when i found when i got saved my mind was look i had spent a good eight nine years chasing women and i mean i chased and caught okay i was a good heathen and sex was my thing that filled up the void because my parents split up and I had this void going on. I didn't know God. Um, but when I when I started looking for God, when look at even at, I would now I've never cheated on my wife. We got married, and then I find Christ. Do you know I still went back and I repented for every sexual encounter that I can remember and asked God to forgive me for every single one of them? You go, Well, why'd you do that? You were born because I wanted to be free. From every single encounter that I ever had that was displeasing to him, and I wanted him to know, and I wanted my my I wanted me to know. I wanted to know, God, just because you brought me out and it, and it looks so good, I want you to know. I don't think that was good. I think that was evil before you. Please forgive me for that. Please cleanse me even from that thing. And some people go, Well, I wasn't trying to look for every sin. When I just realized that sexual morality was wrong and 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 all that and how displeasing it was to the Lord, I just repented of all of it. I repented of a lot of other things too. My list was long, distinguished. I signed the bottom of them and I gave it away to Jesus. He took it and it was apparently it was already nailed to the tree. And I didn't have to worry about it. And uh it's vanished. He remembers no more and 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 i want you to know that like we cannot compromise the gospel we cannot come here's how compromising the gospel it doesn't matter what you do jesus loves you that's a compromise if it didn't matter what you do let me explain something to you the wages of sin is death. now let me just say this before i kill this 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 week there are two different mindsets i want to approach i want to approach the mindset of someone who's going man I don't know how to stop. Um, I know it's wrong to have you know, premarital sex. Let's just use that one. I know it's wrong to steal. But I'm so afraid. Blah, blah, blah. And that person is treated differently by God than the one who sits there and says, Pff, I can do what I want. I'll steal anything I want. I'll sleep with any girl I want. Okay, now Listen. The first person in that scenario sinned, but his heart is pricked. The second person, he's a worker of iniquity and evil. He don't think he has a God. He is, thinks he's accountable to no one. where that first person, remember, remember the remember the uh, Pharisee and the poor man's praying and he's praying oh lord you know forgive me for my sins and forgive me and the pharisee sits there goes lord thank you that i'm not like that man jesus said which one do you think was justified the man was not the one who thought he had nothing to pray for I, i want you to um i want you to understand that this is why people are compromising they think it doesn't matter before god to compromise it absolutely does they think they're going to be more liked, but Joy Reid is someone who has lost her her salt. She used to be a Christian, but to to get the big bucks on MSNBC, she had to go completely left, and she speaks everything against Christianity now. Is she still a Christian? That's this she might still say she believes in Jesus, but when I look at her and I listen to her, I don't see any. Fruit and you'll know them by their fruit. I don't see any Christian fruit on Joy, on, uh, Joy Read. None. I don't care if you tell me a Christian. Would I know you were a Christian without you saying a word or without you telling me you're a Christian? Could I tell it by your conduct? Could I tell you? Well, because I could tell because he's praying, you know, or I saw him reading his Bible and I could have clues. But if, if I look over there, one guy's reading a Bible and one guy's reading a Playboy, I have different clues. If I'm a Christian and I'm sitting there at, at reading a Playboy, I'm not bearing the fruit as someone who opens the Word of God before him and does that. Things matter. It matters because it's it's my soul. It's it, I'm, being, I'm either being conformed to this world, Romans 12.2, or I'm being transformed from this world into Christ, Romans 12.2, 2 Corinthians 3.18. I'm, I'm one, one of the others happening. I'm either being conformed or I'm being transformed. There is no middle. It's this way. I'm either the arrow's going this way or the arrow's going this way. It's up to you which way that arrow goes. When you start justifying yourself, listen, because Jesus loves you, and that's why that's okay. No, 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 no. That's still sin. Jesus still loves you. But you need to repent of that. Not because you lose your salvation, because you're in danger of losing your soul. and you watch them on TV and you watch them do shows and you're like like to, today why is every show got to have a homosexual couple in it you know think of me and my wife stream we don't watch anything live we don't have live TV um so we stream and we're always skipping scenes it doesn't matter by the way it doesn't matter if it's heterosexual we skip the scene we don't need that in our eyes that was great. That was, by the way, that's what was great about 24 because that had very little sex <laughs> in You know, 9, 10 seasons, had very little of that. Why do they put lesbian scenes, homosexual scenes always in shows? Why are they always slipped in there? Because there's that many? No, because they're trying to change our culture. They're trying to get us to compromise. They're trying to get us to say that's okay. Too many Christians on Instagram are being conformed to this world because they want to get clicks, likes, and social media recognition. And they will change it. They'll wear the skimpy outfit. I thought about just doing photos of me in clothes, the way some of these people pose, and show them how ridiculous this is. This is how ridiculous this looks. But why do they do it? Because. The, the deceitfulness of riches, the desire for other things come in. And they also, if you don't know, homosexuality is wrong. I don't know if you're a Christian or if you've read this book. I don't know if you read this book. I'm sorry. For the Lord Dangles, she's got great... She's probably a very nice girl. I never met her. She's probably a lovely person. But you should be able to answer this question. Otherwise don't be a Christian. Just stop saying you're a Christian. Just stop stop making stop trying to appeal to Christians with your music but not living it in your lifestyle. You got to help us. You know, if you have that kind of platform, you're going to corrupt people or you're going to set people free. You're going to tell that 12-year-old girl who idolizes you, it's okay to be it's okay. I'm having gender dysphoria or I'm having you know homosexual thoughts with my classmate. It must be okay because Laura Dangle says she doesn't know, and she's a Christian. She, I, I love her music. I love her music. She's the person I listen to all the time, but at the same time that person took your words because they don't know, 12-year-olds don't know how to decipher your lack ability to deal with the situation yourself. And they think that a Christian artist is a theologian. And what you said reinforced their unbelief. And by the way, you'll be held accountable for that. There's a way to say it in love. And that's easy. Christ died for everyone. Even for the person who's struggling with sexual immorality. He died for them. If they will turn from their their sins and cling to Christ, he will cleanse them. He will forgive them. He will wash them in his own blood. He will make them a new creation. He will make them their own, his own, and they will be in the family of God. Because he loves them. He doesn't love that. He loves them. You can say it lovely. That's the good news. But if you're gonna if I have to reaffirm your bad behavior, then I, I just can't do that. I can't do it myself. So I, I you know, we just can't do that. So neither can neither can you. Hope this helps. And I might get a lot of nasty ones on this one, but that's why so many just do not speak the truth. Jesus said, they hated me. They're going to hate you too. I don't know why we're trying to make it not so, because it's going to be so. I love you. Talk to you next week. You have a great day.